Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, ESPN Sports Center. In the first game of a pivotal four-game set to close the season, the Billings Mustangs pushed Missoula to the brink with a 6-5 win in walk-off fashion Wednesday night. Pinch hitter Garrett Wolferth reduced Billings' magic number for clinching the second-half Pioneer League North title to one with three to play by stroking a game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the 10th inning at Deller Park. Missoula will need to win the final three games of the series to stay alive for the second half title and the postseason berth that goes with it. Five Big Sky Conference teams appeared in this week's Stats FCS Top 25 poll, including the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. The Bobcats come in at number 13, up one spot from last week despite suffering a 45-10 loss at Texas Tech in their opener. MSU hosts number 12, Southeast Missouri State on Saturday. SEMO posted a 44-26 win over Southern Illinois to move up five spots in the poll. Montana is number 22 this week after a convincing 31-17 win over South Dakota of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. The Grizz were ranked number 25 in the first Stats FCS poll this season. Eastern Washington also held steady at number 4 despite suffering a 48-14 loss at Washington. UC Davis is at number 5 once again after falling 27-13 to Cal while Weber State moved up one spot to number 7 after losing 6-0 to SDSU. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. John Rainey has just sent me a trade offer in our fantasy league a mere one hour before the start of the fantasy season. 
He would like to. Nobody cares about your fantasy team, bro. He would like to get Tyler Eifert and Saquon Barkley for Vance McDonald, Hunter Henry, notably two tight ends who are very mediocre, of which only one can play, Brandon Cooks and Deion Lewis for the best fantasy option in football. Uh, I hope you're listening, Sean. No. <laughs> no, we won't be doing that. It is 2 Tell Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Iron Horse, downtown Missoula. Come on by, say hello, enjoy a Widmer Hefeweizen, and get yourself ready for Packers Bears. Game one of season 100 in the NFL. Uh, we're certainly enjoying our time down here. Uh, fun to be uh, at a, uh, a Montana original. The Iron Horse been here. To, man, the Iron Horse been at it a long, long time in this town. And so it's uh, certainly fun to be down here, be with the people on a Thursday afternoon. We are broadcasting live through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the first hour, listen on the podcast. Podcast of Available all over the place. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. The podcast available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. You can also pick up your phone and call us 329 1899. The phone number 329 All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. At this time, every Thursday, we do. The ESPN Roundtable, an extended interview, and uh, it is uh, brought to us by Paradise Falls, and we are certainly happy this week to have a fantastic guest, Shannon Schwain, the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz basketball team, as uh, the subject of our ESPN Roundtable. Shannon was uh, an the, the best basketball player in the history of the University of Montana, men's or women's, uh, in terms of the level that she was as a college player, first-team All-American as a college player uh, for the Lady Grizz, and then 24 seasons on the staff with Robin Selvig, and then uh, taking over three years ago, now heading into her fourth season as the head coach of the Lady Grizz. Wonderful of her to come by, spend some time with us. Here is now our ESPN Roundtable with Shannon Schwain. Welcome in to the ESPN Roundtable. Happy to have as our guest this week Shannon Schwain, the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz basketball team and a longtime Montana player, assistant coach, and now head coach with the university. Shannon, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, let's talk a little basketball, shall we? What an interesting way to start. Um, you heading into your fourth year as the head coach uh, of the Lady Grizz, and I think it's so interesting that You've been a, a lifer at the University of Montana as a great player, an assistant coach, and now as the head coach. But having never been a head coach before you were the head coach here, there's still a, a, certainly, I would think, a learning curve and, and all the things, even you know, mentoring you know, with Rob in a way for all of those years. Now that you have some history and can look back at what it is to be a head coach and you have you know, experience doing that now, what do you think is the thing that maybe you you didn't anticipate the most outside of perhaps the injuries? <laughs> well, I, I would say definitely just the, what you take home with you every night is just on, on a whole different level. Mm. I'd always heard that you'll never know what it's like until you become a head coach and you can't really understand the stress and the um, involvement that it is. And it just really is something that never leaves you. Um, and with the way the NCAA has restructured our, calendar um, as far as uh, full access in the summer, um, recruiting trips in the spring, and adding recruiting weekends in the spring. It just really has become so much more year-round, and, um, you know, it's it's something that uh, I think just like any head position, it, it takes on a lot more responsibility. You, you 
led me into my ne- very next question, and that was about just the way that the scheduling part of it has changed. And now, like you said, there's all this spring recruiting, so you guys are all over the place watching club hoops, mm-hmm. which has become almost mm-hmm. as important as high school hoops, maybe yeah. even more important in some places. You have all these summer practices. You have extra hours. It's good to be able to work with the girls, I'm sure, but also it's a 24-7, 365 commitment. What do you think of just the amount of commitment it takes for women's basketball but also just Division One athletics in general now? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag. I mean, there are a few programs out there that don't do the summer access uh, with their players. They send them home. They truly believe they need time away. Um, and it gets to that point where you have to make a personal decision about what you think is most important. Um, the balance of giving them time off and, and still getting better and holding them accountable and having them around so you can be checking on them and things like that. We were fortunate this summer to have, um, you know, by their own decision, literally 13 of our kids here in town uh, going to summer school, taking some online classes, which allowed them access to, you know, our strength coaches all summer, um, access to getting to work out with us. Uh, But it's a lot. Uh, I I truly do feel like it should be scaled back somewhat, but um, it doesn't seem to be the direction that they're going. It is... uh still technically the off season for you but you are getting into uh preparing to get ready for camp already and 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 that i mean it's not far away you're gonna get at least one maybe a couple players back from injury this year and then you look across the landscape of the big sky conference there's a lot of girls that uh were you know first team all conference types of players that graduated and the returning sort of all conference level players across the big sky there's not many of them in it you may have now one of maybe the more veteran teams actually in in the big sky conference which you have not had up to this point uh so what is that what do you you what's the dynamic of that to you as you go into this year and and what is your i don't know if expectation is the word but optimism maybe about what this season could be well, uh, you know, you're, you're exactly right. The league uh, this past season graduated some prolific players in the Big Sky Conference. Um, one, one young lady from Idaho became the all-time leading scorer. Right. The other shooter from Idaho who was top five in the nation of all-time three-pointers made. Um, you know, Northern Colorado's guard who was one of the best players to ever play in this league. She hovered right around the all-time list as well. Uh, I think out of the 15 award winners, 13 of the 15 were seniors. Um, So it it really was one of the strongest classes that I've ever seen. Um, It's going to be interesting to see who people pick as, you know, uh, the returning um, preseason favorite. Right, right. I I even have a hard time just sitting there thinking about who who returns the most uh, nowadays with the foreign picture. You really don't know what people are bringing in because a lot of people are getting one or two foreign kids a year, and that can add a whole different dimension to a team. Uh, but I, I love what we have coming back. I'm excited. Uh, you know, if we can stay healthy this year, which we're planning on it, the girls have worked really hard on um, you know conditioning and strength and everything else. Uh, and um, you know, for the first time, like you said, we have a real veteran class. We've got some leaders in that group that have been through the ropes here know what we're expecting, and, and these girls are hungry to win a championship. You mentioned Savannah Smith from Northern Colorado, Michaela Friends, Taylor Pierce from Idaho. Those three are such a microcosmic example to me of some of the ways that women's basketball has changed. The three-point shot and the ball handling has just, it's taken it to a completely different level. Look at a girl like Savannah Smith. I mean, she's five foot five, yeah. and but she has unbelievable endurance, and she can create her own shot anywhere on the court. 
How much of an influence do you think just the skill development, particularly with the three-point shot, has influenced just the women's game in general? Yeah, uh, our, I know our players uh, talk all the time about, let's work on the Savannah step back. And, you know, they've kind of <laughs> talked, to, you know, about some <laughs> of the things that those other girls do well, and it's inspired them to try to emulate some of the things that some of those, you know, those three in particular uh, the skills that they had and, and um, you know, a lot of that obviously is being in the gym all the time. But she was she was an unbelievable player to watch, just Steph Curry-like. I mean, really tiny but could get shots off anywhere, like you said, still get to the hole. Played on a bad knee literally her last two years and was still so explosive. And, and um, but it, it's been... You know, the, the number of threes that people are taking, uh, the guard game being more important all the time. Um, those are still really big uh, in the women's game and, and are just growing all the time. It seems like a lot of people are going to more of the small ball with uh, bigger guard, you know, more guards in the lineup. Um, and uh, we were one of, you know, Jace was a very dominant post last year uh, in the big sky. And there really weren't a lot of post players that were go-tos on teams it seemed like it was a lot more guard oriented shannon schwain our guest <laughs> on the espn roundtable the head coach of the montana lady grizz basketball team i want to talk about the, that aspect to you as a head coach now because with montana's calling card for women's basketball for years was defense we're going to stop teams and then hopefully we can make enough shots to kind of do it you know and exactly. more often than not that that's exactly the way it worked out but with the evolution of the game and just you as a head coach and your basketball philosophy, is it still that? Is that the blueprint or are there changes or are there, you know, wrinkles to that that you think are the way that you need to go to continue to kind of keep up with the game? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, it killed me last year, the, the points we'd give up and, uh, you know, not guarding the three better than uh, we should have. A lot of times in games, uh, I think a lot of that was due to our inexperience, uh, having some of those young kids out there. They just don't quite understand sometimes the uh, intensity and the concentration that it takes to be guarding players of, of that caliber. You know, Sophia Styles, Taylor Goligoski, Katie Mayhew, Maddie Shoning, that was four starters um, who were all perimeter kids who were on our bench, you know, throughout the season, uh, most of them for all of the season. Uh, having those four on the floor would have certainly helped us guard those those great players a lot better um, and given us just that experience on the perimeter defending. So I'm excited to get all those guys back out there because I think that's just going to make a huge difference for us. We had kids having to be out on the perimeter that really didn't have a lot of experience out there guarding these unbelievable <laughs> players. And uh, that's an area we really want to improve on this year. Um, you know, we certainly... Gave up way more points. That's always just been, I believed in what Robin did in that, in the fact that defense wins championships, and you're going to have a lot of nights where the ball doesn't go in the hole, so you better be able to defend people. And, uh, you know, we're still going to stick with that and hopefully get better at that this year. And, I mean, you mentioned Jace, but, I mean, to your point, the folks, the, 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 the four girls in particular on the perimeter that you didn't have, maybe up you know change what you decided to do i mean jace was probably your best player and you're certainly your your most dominant interior player and so did that sort of shift okay offensively we just need to consistently be getting the ball into her hands and and see what we can do but in general is it is it a perimeter game to you now like both directions is that what you got to do well um you know jace led the big sky last year in field goal percentage so it certainly was an emphasis to be getting her the ball. 
However, you know, she was right up there in assists and rebounds and, and had a lot of nice uh, playmaking to other people around her. So I wouldn't say it was completely, you know, post-dominant for us. Um, she, she had a lot of plays on the break. She'd board it and lead it and do things out in the open court that were uh, great to have a center that can do that. I think we have, um, you know, some talented inside kids who are certainly good scorers and good players and can shoot from the perimeter as well. So I really look at us as, as having good balance next year, I think. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so I, I don't think we're necessarily going to be thinking that we have to be guard-oriented at all. I, I like what we have inside coming back. Emma Stockholm's been working extremely hard this summer, is in gr the best shape she's ever been in. Uh, we have some incoming freshmen who I think will be uh, impact in the post. Um, so I, I think that you know having that balance of, of a strong inside game along with you know the talented guards we have, um, you know I'm not I'm not ready to what we've done forever and, and I, I really like I think that our packages will fit our personnel this year really well. Coulter you and I both know being healthy is a very very important part of life am I right about that? Indeed guess it is. Well one of the things that makes me healthy think you as well fiber gotta have it. You sure do man you need to eat your fruits and your veggies your bananas you got to get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important well guess what Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. It is interesting to look back over the history of Lady Grizz. Uh, yourself, was, you were such a great post player. You guys have had so many great post players throughout the years. I mean, Holly Tyler and Katie Baker and Kaylee Valley. And, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, but now with this, you trading threes for twos. You're trading mm -hmm. twos for threes. It's you guys can maybe have an advantage in developing post players and recruiting post players. But the game has evolved. So how do you balance that? Because it, it could be an advantage for you, but also if you're not cultivating the other side, it could be a disadvantage too. How do you balance those two things? Well, I, you know, I look at Portland State, who won the league this last year. Um, I would say they had a really good balance. You know, they had Courtney West, who was a six four post. Uh, Sydney Riley, really talented guard, and then they were very balanced. Um, they played all two three zone all year. Never played a possession of man. Um, you know, very different in their style as far as that goes. So I think that um, you know, if you there are some teams where you are trading threes for twos, and and you might have to make adjustments, but. Uh, I really feel like that was a, a very special group in that Idaho, uh, you know, those girls that were there. I'm not sure that's going to be something that people are going to be able to pull off year after year. Um, there are some teams that that's what they look for. You know, when you play Sac State and those types of teams, when they get it rolling, it's a nightmare because you're trading threes right. or twos and stuff. But I, I just think uh, as a coach, we've got to do what we do best. Uh, if that's getting it inside and we've got to defend better on the perimeter, then that's what we got to do. But we've just got to uh, take who we have, you know, that's healthy and, and going to be on the floor for us and find the ways to make that the best situation. You mentioned some young girls that might be able to step up in the post. Jamie Pickens is definitely one of those girls, multiple-time Montana Gatorade Player of the Year out of Helena High. It was fun watching her recruitment because 
she kind of exploded, and, and she was a top 100 player. She's a four-star recruit, and you guys were still able to hang on and sign her, and now she's here. She's on campus. So um, what sort of potential do you think she has, and do you expect her to contribute as a true freshman? Um, you know, I, Jamie is, is a very talented young lady. We're very blessed to have kept her here in Montana, uh, excited that family is important to her, and, and she is, this was her dream school. Um, you know, that doesn't always happen when kids get, uh, you know, explode like that on the scene. Um, oftentimes the bigger, brighter lights can take them away from here. So we were, we were ecstatic to be able to keep Jamie here. Um, I think she's a, a player that just has an unbelievable ceiling. She has the ability to score inside. She can shoot the three. She can shoot a step back three. She can pass. She can, you know, baseball that throw that thing down on a dime the length of the court she's just got a lot of different gifts um and you know she's a hard worker and i think that's the main thing that's going to make jamie as good as she can be i think she's got the potential to be you know an incredible player uh how hard she works and if she can stay healthy and all those things that go along with it um but she's a, a very special one you talked about some of the aspects of being a head coach that you don't experience you can't experience until you're a head coach is, is cultivating individual players to have success at potentially a next level, where, whether it you know maybe could be the WNBA or overseas and those sorts of things, how much does that factor into you as a coach to say, hey, this kid's really talented and I owe it to them to make them the best player that they can be? Is that something that is that is in the forefront of your mind or is it like, hey, you know, when we coach you, you're going to get better. You're going to become your best self within the system of what we do, but it's not so maybe poignant about the individual. Um, well, Kaylee Valley probably would have been uh, the first one. I would have had a chance mm-hmm. as a head coach to um, kind of have that in the back of my mind. Uh, she was extremely talented and could have gone on to the next level, I believe. Um, she actually, I think, is uh, toying with trying to go overseas, even though mm-hmm. she's married and didn't get her senior season, um, had the back-to-back ACLs. Right. I've heard that she's looking at maybe trying to go overseas and play. Um, but I don't think that's something, I mean, you always hope that they, if that's their dream, that they get that opportunity and they're done. Um, and I, I think when they're here, you're just concentrated on making them the best they can be and hoping, you know, you, you get a championship year in, year out. And, uh, uh, I, I just have never really thought about that down the line. Um, I think obviously if, if things fall into place and a kid wants to do that and they're good enough, uh, the opportunities will definitely be there. Jace was one that probably could have gone overseas if she would have wanted to. Um, she opted to stick around number 37s yeah, in her heart. Tough. <laughs> tough, tough to leave the yeah, man, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's finishing up going to grad school. We're lucky she's going to be hanging around helping us out next year and That'll be great for the for the ladies to have you know a player that's had her success and and her um, just her ability to connect with people is is magnetic. So um, great having her around. Shannon Schwain, the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz, the subject of our ESPN roundtable. Jen, I want to talk a little bit about your history in the game. And you were uh, a great player, the greatest player uh, at the University of Montana. And also, you played at a time where. Women's basketball had started to get some traction nationally, certainly here in Montana, uh, and I, I want to touch on that as well. But it still did not have anything like the profile that it now has. Uh, and what was it like for you being an elite basketball player, you know, in high school and then in college, 
in a sport that was still developing, certainly to to what it now is. And when you look back on that, what do you what do you think about that time and that experience? Does that register with you, or you just <laughs> hey, I love playing, let me out there? Oh well, I think when you're immersed in it, you really don't know any different. Uh, I oftentimes get asked by parents and by some of our players. What was it like when you were recruited, and how did you end up choosing Montana, and things like that? And I remind them there there was no cell phones, there right. were no there was no internet. Uh, it was really hard. I got a fax one afternoon, <laughs> and yeah. well, I said, mail was, "Okay, <laughs> there were no fax machines, not even faxes. Um, there was mail, and it was really difficult yeah. to research a program. You'd get a piece of mail from, you know, Stanford or." Uh, Vanderbilt and and you had really no way of looking them up other than honestly going and getting an encyclopedia. Right. And yeah, they had those up, giant college. I uh, I kid books, you not. And you I remember through, yeah, yeah. getting a letter from Vanderbilt and going, "Where's Vanderbilt?" And right. I went and got an encyclopedia <laughs> and uh, looked her up. And so it was literally impossible back then to really um, research a program, find out who's coaching there, what their history was, um, and, and that wasn't why I ended up here by any means. I mean, I, I took numerous visits and Montana just felt right to me. I'll never forget the moment Rob came to my house and showed me a video of that team um, the couple of years before me with Marty Leibenguth when they uh, lost to Stanford in the second uh, in double overtime. And they had 9,000 people there at the gym and um, it was put together by a local guy here who put some music to it. And I, I looked over and I, I was crying, Rob was crying, my mom was crying. I said, that's where I'm going to go. I want to be a part of that. Um, any place that has a following like that and that kind of passion for women's basketball, I want to be a part of it. And uh, that was the moment for me that I just knew that this is where I belonged. The University of Montana has been so far out in front of almost everywhere else in terms of the fan base and its following for women's basketball and for the Lady Grizz for, for <clears> years <throat> and years. Why is that? Like, What makes the Montana, the University of Montana and, and Missoula such a place that, that latched onto this? And like you said, I mean, I, when I was a kid growing up in, in Missoula, we went to Lady Grizz basketball games. That's what, that's what we did and mm-hmm. had, you know, new the girls on the team and, you know, yeah. friends and all that. Why, why were, were they able to carve out that space here so uniquely compared to almost everywhere else? Well, that's a good question, and <clears throat> big credit to Rob. I mean, obviously, he was kind of the um, beginning of all that. Uh, he tells the story, I, I remember, about having to pull out the bleachers for the game. You know, right, he was right. he was doing, doing it, it yeah. all. Uh, you know, and then, and then Annette and he together for so many years, it was the two of them, um, making it happen and working on getting, um, you know, the women's attendance record and things like that. There weren't like marketing programs like we have now. It was, they were doing it all. Um, so huge credit to them for getting it going. Um, I, I do think that this community is something special in the fact that there aren't pro teams here. There's not a lot of other things going on in the winter. I just had a, a, a fan stopped into my office yesterday and they were saying we can't wait for the season and it makes winter tolerable and um you know there's definitely it's it's a unique situation in the fact that there are no pro teams really close to here um the people love the grizz uh you look at what we do in football and men's basketball every weekend and and even our volleyball team draws great soccer you know track and field all of it 
there's a following and uh, people just really connect. And I think it's uh, exciting how people in this community just uh, adopt these kids into their life, even though they may not know them. I have people all the time asking me, uh, you know, who are the new kids and what's going on? And, and they're just excited every year. And, and it's, it's um, very special to be a part of something like that because we go on the road all the time and play at places that absolutely are big name schools with nobody in the stands. And uh, it, it's very special. We keep talking about Robin Sylvie, who's been the architect of this entire thing. Yeah. You played for him, you coached under him, and then you took over for him. What sort of, I mean, this is such a broad question. I'm sure it's going to be impossible for you to answer uh, completely, but what sort of influences he had just on, on your life? Well, I mean, Rob was probably, other than my father, you know, uh, the most influential person in my life as a male figure. Um, you know, when I played for him, he was uh, an incredible coach in the fact that he made you want to play hard for him, you wanted to win for him, you knew how much... It disappointed him when you didn't do things that he wanted you to be doing out there. Um, he was fun to be around. Uh, I think practices were always fun. He made your experience there a positive one. Um, and, you know, he just had a, a great way of connecting with young women. And you saw the way that all these uh, previous Lady Grizz had been affected by his influence um, and, and just what he's done here at the university is incredible. The number of lives he's touched when we had our reunion, when he retired, uh, I think there was over a hundred lady Grizz that came back from that, from Alaska to Texas to back East. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. And I, I venture to say that other than Pat summit, who's now passed away, I don't know if there's another program in the country that would have something like that. Somebody who stayed at a school that long had the success that he's had um, and, you know, to be able to pull that many people back and, um, you know, feel connected still. And, uh, you know, there's obviously that movie coming out, The House That Rob Built, that Megan Harrington's been instrumental in getting going. And that's going to be really neat, I think, to see um, the way that I think people will really get an inside picture of just how he's touched so many people and uh, the effect that he's had. It is tremendous when you go to a Lady Grizz game that uh, section underneath the south hoop is just full of Lady Grizz still at every single game, and, and ladies are still <clears throat> in the area and so connected to the program. How important is that in terms of the, the camaraderie to, and the history that you tie into with your team and say, you know, these are, mm -hmm. they're not just on the wall, they're in the building, they're here for you, and I, I would think probably in some cases mentoring and all of that as well. Well, that's a good point. Uh, you know, obviously in the last three seasons, we haven't had the record we wanted to have. Uh, it was always kind of interesting to me. I thought, is this going to affect our, our fans, our numbers? You know, a big Big shout out to all those Lady Grizz fans for sticking with us through all this. Um, our, our former Lady Grizz as well. I, I get tons of little messages and phone calls and things from them all the time. We love your team. It's not about the wins and losses. We, we're connected. We're Lady Grizz for life. We're going to support you no matter what. Um, so they've been there through thick and thin. Um, I think once you've been a part of this program, you just feel connected and um, it, it is neat seeing them all in the stands. They all feel like they're a part of it, and they are. Uh, you know, they are part of the reason that we're where we are today and what we have today. And um, so oftentimes I think this generation, we were actually just talking about this yesterday in a coaches meeting, how 
these kids, I don't know if they understand what they're getting here, the experience that they're given, the education that they're given, um, all the things that come along with this. I feel like as as you get further and further out, you ex- you appreciate it a lot more. And, um, you know, that's that's our goal is to make these young ladies very appreciative of, of the experience that they're getting here. Speaking of the, the experiences at the University of Montana as a whole, a proud athletic tradition for more than a century. But when you look at just the, the University of Montana Athletic Department, when Washington Grizzly Stadium was built, it changed everything. And you were kind of on the forefront coming to school a couple of years after mm-hmm. that, but then you watched you know, your career was parallel with the football team's rise, and then your first couple of years coaching football team takes it to a completely different level, wins a national championship. And then, you know, from 95 to about 2005, University of Montana Athletics was was peerless. I mean, the best in the big sky across the board. How have you seen just the, the arc of athletics at University of Montana change? That's, that's interesting because uh, – you know, I think back to the days of watching Timmy Houck and um, Dave Dickinson and some of the great ones there. Uh, you know, on the men's team, got to see a ton of championships. I've been there through Stu Morrill to Blaine Taylor to Larry Kristoyak to Wayne to, you know, uh, Pat Kennedy to uh, Travis and all, all through it all. Um, and, and it's been interesting. I've, I've looked at what the football team did, you know, under... Bobby and Joe Glenn and, and some of those great coaches. And um, I, I, th- I realize now how unbelievably hard it had to have been to, to do what they do. And you appreciate it a little bit more as you're a head coach, just knowing all the things that can happen that can change a season. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's I, in, women's, in the women's game, the league has just taken off. It used to be, uh, you know, when I played my freshman through senior year, we literally never lost a conference game. Um, it, we were good, but it wasn't that we were that much better than every. There, there was literally three or four teams in contention for the title. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, one through eleven are pretty darn salty every single night, and uh, the league's been that way. And it's just there's so many more girls playing AAU basketball at younger ages. Uh, like you were talking earlier, the exposure on on TV with even the WNBA is getting bigger and bigger, and their crowds are growing like crazy all the time. Uh, social media, uh, you know, all that is just so much easier to see women's basketball. And, and um, so it, it's definitely a lot more difficult to just dominate the way that we did back in the day. And I think, uh, you know, the other sports are, are right along with it. Uh, we'll get you out here on this now. Basketball, fast approaching. It's going to be basketball season before we even know it. So, well, so what gives you the most optimism about your upcoming season? Um, I think... What gives me the most optimism would be uh, know, knowing the character of the kids that I have back and their desire to do what we haven't been able to do the last three years, and, and that's win a title. Um, they're hungry. They know what it takes. Uh, even barring the things that have happened to us, we've been – we last year we still knocked off the number one, two, four team in the league. Uh, you know, going into the Big Sky Conference tournament, we had – Kids with the flu, Emma got a concussion, you know, Gabby was throwing up all night, couldn't play. They were in the hospital getting IVs. A lot of people didn't know that about our opener at, against Southern Utah when we lost that day. Um, so, I mean, they've been through some really disappointing times. They're ready for some good things to be happening. We're ready for that as a staff. We're excited. Um, you know, we've got a, a challenging non-conference schedule with South Dakota, who was top 25, Arizona, who won the WNIT last year. Um, you know, really good game, Santa Clara down on, on the road in a tournament at Fullerton. Um, I, I think 
like you said, the big sky is going to be kind of open for whoever to win it. Uh, but I, I just, I really like what we have back in experience and, um, you know, the tough things they've been through. I think they're ready to, to fight hard and, and they know what they want. Shannon, thank you. Thank you, guys. This was fun. Shannon Schwain, the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz, sitting with us for the ESPN Roundtable. Outstanding uh, to be with her, and our, our thanks to her for coming out and doing it. ESPN Roundtable presented Coulter by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls down on the south end of town. It is football season as of now, as of people. A uh, great spot to go sit and uh, watch a game and ESPN 3, so all of the obscure sports, or not even obscure, but maybe small level, like, hey, the FCS. You want to watch it? You can watch it at Paradise Falls. If you don't have tickets to the Grizz game, you need a place to duly watch the Grizz and the Cats, or it's a place to watch the Grizz. Either way, Paradise Falls got you covered. Like you said, I guess they got ESPN3, so that means they have access to literally any game in the country, anytime. It's a great place if you need to get out of the house with your family. Great place for family eating. They got breakfast, lunch, and dinner, one of the best late happy hours in town. 18 draft beers, 30 big screen TVs. Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Missoula's coolest hotspot. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about how much more I know than Coulter about the NFL. That is everything, specifically Antonio Brown. Next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. In the first game of a pivotal four-game set to close the season, the Billings Mustangs pushed Missoula to the brink with a 6-5 win in walk-off fashion Wednesday night. Pinch hitter Garrett Wolforth reduced Billings' magic number for clinching the second-half Pioneer League North title to one with three to play by stroking a game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the 10th inning at Deller Park. Missoula will need to win the final three games of the series to stay alive for the second half title and a postseason berth, which comes with it. Five Big Sky Conference teams appeared in this week's Stats FCS Top 25 poll, including the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. The Cats come in at number 13, up one spot from last week, despite suffering a 45-10 loss at Texas Tech in their opener. MSU hosts number 12, Southeast Missouri State, on Saturday. SEMO posted a 44-26 win over Southern Illinois to move up five spots in the poll. Montana number 22 this week after a convincing 31-17 win over South Dakota of the Missouri Valley. The Grizz ranked number 25 in the first FCS poll, so they're up three spots. Eastern Washington is also in the top 10 at number 4. So is UC Davis at number 5, although they fell to Cal 27-13. Weber State moved up one spot to number 7 after a 6-0 loss at San Diego State. And yes, game 1 of the NFL season, Bears-Packers coming up at 6:20 NBC Television.
say congratulations. Work so hard, forgot how to vacation. They ain't never had the dedication. People hating, say we changing, look, we made it. Yeah, we made it. As much as we might disagree, we do agree. It just turns out, as usual, I'm right. It's Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Iron Horse this evening. Ooh. Happy to be down at the Iron Horse with the people, hanging out on a Thursday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. We are also broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you would like to listen live and you're not around your television set to watch us on SWX Montana Television, or you're not around your radio in Western Montana, we still got you covered. In fact, the whole earth is covered in the Internet. You go to 1029ESPN.com, you listen live on the stream, and the stream is available all the time thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Why didn't they call it a river? You know? They didn't think it was going to be that big, so they called it a stream. They just shrunk it down like that. Is that what's going on? God, you're going to make your own dad jokes calendar by the time this show's done. All day. Which might be next week if you keep it up. All day long. Hey, 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 enough with the wires. Let's talk some football. I know you don't want to do this segment because you don't want to admit defeat, but, man, did Dude, I nail here's this. The, here's did the I nail this yesterday with Antonio Brown? It will not matter how good he is. It will only matter if he's actually available and not 12 hours later. Mike Mayock, see you later, suspended uh, uh, allegedly uh, 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 Antonio Brown with perhaps the possibility of losing $30 million in guaranteed money and a spot on the Oakland Raiders football team. Right, but if you wanted to cater the argument to be, will Antonio Brown play for the Raiders, you certainly win. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You got to get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive. Innovative. And a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Antonio Brown will miss two or less games this year, period. Oh, no. Whether it's for the Oakland Raiders or someone else. Oh, no. He's going to get traded, likely, and he might not miss any games. You think you could get traded in the next 48 hours and be available? I mean, dude, if you only get suspended for four games for basically telling the commissioner, I'm never going to listen to you in my life, then you're not going to get suspended (laughs) for tweeting a letter for being an insubordinate. No, no, no. And he's not being suspended by the league, right? He's being suspended by the team. But they're not going to even let it last. They're just going to trade him. They're not going to just, like, make Antonio Brown be a lame duck. The league is all about assets. If you have assets that are are not performing for you, whether they're underperforming or just not available, they're out. 
he's getting he's either getting traded or he's being brought back. The thing though that we talked about yesterday, and I'm that now I'm 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 having some fun about the I'm right sort of thing. But this is this is the what I want to kind of walk in on here on this, is the fact that Antonio Brown uh, has seemed to have an ever increasing level of call it narcissism, call it mania, call it just maybe egoism, whatever it is. He's got the receiver disease. Oh, he's got the receiver the drama, right? He's drama. got the receiver disease. He is, he's, he's carrying the torch for Chad Johnson and Terrell Owens. I thought this was interesting. This was tweeted out today by Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf, we know you know his story, and it's come full circle, and, and he's a guy that I have a lot of respect for at this point in, in, in his life. And he said this, quote, It just seems like at AB84 doesn't want to play football anymore. All evidence points to that. I can completely relate to his behavior. I behaved the same way playing the victim, and I never had to. And I never had near his talent. Personal accountability is such an attribute. I hope he finds it soon. Um, couldn't believe he tweeted that at him directly, and I thought Ryan Leaf was completely out of turn when he said that stuff. Ryan Leaf was an utter and blatant failure and someone that was devastatingly insecure from the moment he entered the league. Antonio Brown is already one of the greatest receivers of all time. Antonio Brown is a first ballot Hall of Famer if he retires tomorrow. No, no doubt, but the difference is, is that Ryan Leaf, act, he said, I can relate to this behavior. I get he it. acted the same way the day he entered the league as opposed to 10 years later. Antonio the, Brown doesn't want to be out. But the behavior is the same, though. I still just don't, I mean... Again, we have a proximity bias right now because Antonio Brown was just a main character on Hard Knocks. And I, I just watched the whole thing. But at the same time, if you watch that, to say that Antonio Brown doesn't love the game of football, you're just losing it. I think he has a, a severe problem with authority right now. I think he's gotten too big for his britches. I think he's living in a land of delusion. I don't think it has anything to do with the cry for help him wanting out. Well, and, I mean, the cry for help, I mean, that's not exactly what's said here, but you're right. Here's my question, though. Coulter, he's got $30 million guaranteed that is now teetering on the brink of being zero. How does that work? If it's guaranteed, isn't it guaranteed? No, it's not. Because what do we know about what do we know about football, uh, about money in football? It's never guaranteed. It's guaranteed except for these nine items afterwards, one of which is actions, you know, deemed, you know, uh, 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 whatever it is, contrary to the team, etc. And that is what he's being dinged on by Mayock which is has absolute financial implications on this and he could be completely out and by the way he he will if 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 Oakland lets him go or trades him he's going to play I'm totally with you on this yep no doubt he's not going to get 30 million dollars I mean they're talking about league minimum in New England today if he's like kind of let go and ends up with the Patriots for two million dollars you know what there's a lot of things that I would recant that I would apologize for. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.